0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we explore NFTs and highlight Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. And I'm a multifaceted individual, as with most people. However, a lot of times I tend to take for granted that a lot of these communities and interests that I uh, am connected to do not Intersect. There's not a lot of overlapping interest between uh, a football community and a, say, neuroscience community, or let's say a mental health community and and comedy. And I'm just just using just random things that I'm interested in. Uh, I'm sure you know there are pockets of people that do like both of those things and do intersect. But generally speaking, a lot of things that I'm into, such as NFTs, Web 3.0, um, even astrophysics, just all sorts of things. Uh, these communities do not really intersect a lot. So when it comes to finance, which is one of my interests, I, I also forget that, okay, because I'm following finance, such as you know traditional finance, stocks, bonds, and companies, and running businesses, and such, a lot of people that are in the NFT space might not necessarily have that same background. Well, I've been interested in finance all the way back from uh, when, when I was in college, really, when it came to the dot-com bubble popping and the Enron scandal, that's when I really became interested in finance, wondering how companies work, how they're funded, how they're ran, and just every the structures of them, everything associated with it really just interested me. I was never a, a stockbroker or worked on Wall Street or anything like that, but I've always followed the journals and the different things because I was just fascinated by it. Any area that just stimulates my brain, I tend to gravitate towards it. And whether or not I'm ever going to use that information, it's like, I guess I'm just a chronic explorer. So because I tend to think, that uh, there's a lot of overlap between crypto and finance. I I tend to forget also that a lot of people have not adopted crypto and not adopted NFTs. And when I saw a tweet, breaking it down, uh, the connection between uh, a, a company and its finance and the, the model of NFTs and DAOs and everything that we're doing right now in Web 3.0, I thought it was very interesting. First and foremost, I must say, give credit to uh, Eric Sue. He was the one who tweeted this and sparked thoughts in my head. And if you don't know who Eric Sue is, he is a marketer. He has a, a wonderful podcast with, with Neil Patel. It's called Marketing. It's a very short form show. So if you're interested in SEO, running ads, anything like that, as far as Web 2.0 has brought to us and how it's going to merge into uh, Web 3.0, that is a great show. Uh, he also has his own podcast leveling up, and he's getting ready to launch his own NFT project down the line, which you know hopefully I'll get more information about, but uh, that's not what this is about. This tweet uh, simply just sparked a lot of ideas and seeing how the, the overlap, and I would say we're going into business finance 4.0 at this point and see how it overlaps with Web 3.0. So he actually made this tweet on November 14th. However, I just saw it last night and it says NFTs equals shares, projects equals companies, creators equals founders, DAOs equals management, collectors equals shareholders, JPEGs equals stock certificate, royalties equals revenue, tokens equals dividends, utility equals product. And community equals marketing. At first, when I read that, I said, no, community is not marketing. But the more I thought about it, I had to agree with it because marketing really embodies everything that a, a company represents, what they're trying to do, their mission, their goals, the message, the story that they're telling. And that really, in an NFT project, is embodied by its community, the way they interact with each other, the way they're voting if there is a DAO, the way uh, everything just comes together. If you go to a Discord server, you can get an amazing feel of the project and see what what the community is like, marketing really encapsulates all of that. When Just think of, uh, for example, let's say Nike, right? With their Just Do It slogan and just athletes just pushing their bodies to the extreme and doing all these things. Just do it. Make no excuses. Just go out and do it. They have the the biggest profile athletes from Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and just so many athletes across multi-sports, Tiger Woods, and the story that they encapsulate goes all the way back from their founder of Phil Knight. He, he was a runner at the University of Oregon, and he could not find good running shoes, ended up making them, selling them out of the back of a, a Volkswagen bus, if I'm not mistaken, and built it into this massive empire that we see today. He's just a college guy that was running selling shoes out of the back of a bus and now we have this massive company just do it and everything just embodies by its marketing its slogans the you know just everything that they do really shows you what that company is about so in a lot of ways that is what the community really demonstrates what the project is about but when i say it is so when you look at that tweet you can understand the different elements of it and say wow that, you know that's a pretty good breakdown so that's why i had to quote it retweet it and what have you and it really sparked this whole episode so when I say financing 4.0, what exactly do I mean? So I'll give you a little history and I'll go all the way back to uh, 1.0, as I like to say, is you, when someone was starting a business or a venture or whatever, The if they did not have the funds, let's say they're working a normal job, they inherited some money, whatever it is, they would turn to their friends and family. That's the most basic uh, level of finance. Even today, we're still doing that. You have a small side project or a startup idea and you, you just scrape together whatever funds you have. Have in in your immediate circle whether it's your owns or you, you know your families or whatever it is but then as things got more complicated and required more funds and let's say you run out of your immediate circle what we start to do we went to 2.0 which is well you start to borrow money now you're getting from a lender whether that be a bank or let's say a a rich neighbor or someone who can put into the project someone other than you know a, a rich uncle or someone that's directly connected to you and that person is loaning that money or that entity is loaning that money in return for interest. So they're expecting to get back X interest in an X amount of time. But then things start to get really interesting when we went to 3.0, as I like to say anyways, is corporations. With corporations, which was a a massive paradigm shift in the, the world of business, really a corporation is an organization, usually a group of people or companies authorized by a state to act as a single entity. So for all intents and purposes, a corporation is a legal person and is bound to laws as if it was a walking human being that was walking, talking, and taking actions. And this is pretty special because a corporation has the ability to raise capital in ways much larger and have more access than an individual would have. In addition, the shareholders have limited liability, which basically means that the money that the people or the banks or whoever is loaning to this corporation or buying into this corporation, financing it. They can only lose what they put in. So the old school way of you know a, sm- a small business just starting up a company, let's say you do something that's illegal. Let's say uh, it's a restaurant and then uh, there is no corporate structure and the food makes a lot of people sick and they're ready to sue. Well, that restauranteur, the owner, can then uh, lose not only the restaurant, but their house, their finances, their, their cars, and everything that's associated with them, depending how bad uh, the, the, their offense is. So with a corporation, if a person only puts in, let's say $10,000, well, that is the absolute most that they could lose. So that was a very novel thing. And also the governance of a corporation. It's not just one person and making all the decisions. There are a uh, board of directors and, and executives and, and it, it's a group of people making decisions as to how that corporation is going to conduct business and how it's going to uh, represent itself and all, all the different uh, factors of its its life. And it also outlives the the founder, the original member, if you will, the person who had the idea. Because with, with the old school of way of doing business, well, once that proprietor, that entrepreneur dies, well, so does the business. But with a corporation, they can appoint a new executive and a new director. And it definitely lives on. Now, this is an amazing thing, but really, this has been going on for a long time. You'll either see that the first corporation was the Dutch East India Company or the East Indian Trading Company. Either way, we know it was back in the 1600s, also known as the 17th century, but it was either way, the connection was gone back to under Queen Elizabeth's reign during the 17th century in England. So we're talking about a long time ago. And if you watch Pirates of the Caribbean, that is the corporation that is uh, running down Jack Sparrow and tried to dominating the sea. So, we're, you know, this is some old school stuff. So that era of corporations has lasted over 400 years. And of course, there are a lot of big words and acronyms that associate all of that area, which I won't even go into. But just to name off a few, IPOs, APOs, FPOs, and SPACs, and all sorts of things that really just is outside the scope of this podcast. But definitely, you know how it ties into all of this and bridges now over to what I like to say is finance 4.0 is with NFTs and DAOs. And those, of course, are acronyms that we should know. NFTs being non-fungible tokens and DAOs being decentralized autonomous organizations. And they have opened up a whole new world of finance for businesses and entrepreneurs and creatives alike. Believe it or not, the first DAO was actually launched in April 2016. It was the greatest crowdfunding campaign in history, and it was officially the DAO. That was the name of the DAO, the DAO. Unfortunately, about two months later, users exploited a vulnerability in the DAO's code, and they stole about a third of the funds. Since this DAO was set up on the Ethereum blockchain, this created a huge problem and a dilemma for the Ethereum community. As a result, The community voted to have a hard fork on the blockchain because, as we know, everything on a blockchain is permanent. Once it is there, it cannot come down. So how the community decided to uh, resolve this issue of the DAO losing a third of its funds is basically they split the blockchain off and created a separate blockchain. That is why we have Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. Ethereum Classic is where the fraud took place, so the DAO lost its funds on that one. So if you look on the ledger and look back on the histories of Ethereum Classic, you will be able to see where the third of that fund was siphoned off but on ethereum the the second one the new version if you will the fork the fraud never took place and the community just decided to continue along on that path going forward of course, this is a controversial thing and it, there was a much debate on whether this was the right thing to do or not. Does that make the permanency of the blockchain illegitimate or, or what? But that is what the community as a whole decided to do. And that's where we are today with two Ethereum's, two blockchains and two ledgers, two histories. So all of that took place about five years before this NFT explosion really took place and all that we're seeing today. But going back to the tweet that sparked this whole thing, we're going to really connect all of this together and land the plane. Most importantly, the projects really are like companies, these corporations that are issuing stocks in the forms of the NFTs. And as I explained, the creators, the ones that who started this whole thing, they're the founders, And the collectors, the ones who are purchasing all the NFTs, such as the CryptoPunk holders, the Board the Op Club holders, and all the other NFT projects that you could think of, they're like shareholders. And when they receive, let's say, a split of the funds or whatever it is, that is really like the revenue that's being generated and the royalties paid out. And it usually comes in the form of some kind of token, which would be a dividend. So whether it is a proprietary token, so a lot of these projects end up having their own coins. For example, our planet on WAX has Ether Not to be confused with Ethereum. And most play-to-earn games have their own currency as well. So these are being issued basically as dividends. And when we talk about the utility, well, what can we do with it? That really is like the product. What is the selling feature? What is the main use case for it? And lastly, tying it all together, again, going back to the community being like the marketing. It encapsulates all of this stuff. And that is where we are today. So Web 3.0 and Business 4.0. So hopefully you found that interesting. I know I covered a lot of stuff. I covered history. I covered finance, and I covered um, fraud. I covered just a, a lot of areas, and I went all the all over the place. Even went to Wikipedia, the dictionary, and just landing the plane on this and seeing that really there is so much more to this NFT space than just JPEGs with uh, apes and 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 bunnies and and sloths and lions and 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 pudgy variations of whatever. <laughs> you know, there is just so much going on and. I've seen just countless applications of this stuff, DAOs that are operating the thing and it's not just dependent on one person. And really this space is just growing. It is very exciting to see where this is going to be because we were in the area of just the regular corporations, the old school finance for 400 years. So a lot of people say, oh, we missed the boat on NFTs and it's too late to get in now. And really we're just scratching the tip of the iceberg. I know I'm preaching to the choir and I'm saying that a lot. However, just keep in mind, This stuff takes forever to build out. The first time I heard about a DAO was years after the first one, and many people still have no clue what an NFT is. So be patient as the space develops. And as usual, I'm excited that you're allowing me to go on this journey with you as we're really transitioning from this this old way of doing things to this whole new world. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space.